Welcome back to Techish. This is Ryan, the producer of Techish. Michael and Abadesi are taking a short breather, but this is a sneak peek of content normally reserved for our Patreon supporters, which they got last week. If you like it, feel free to subscribe at patreon.com techish. Michael and Abba will be back next week with a full episode of weekly pop culture and tech news. But for now, let's dive into this exclusive Patreon content. got two questions from our patrons supporters uh they get to ask q a questions exclusive so if you want to do that sign up um so here's the question yes michael and abba what is your favorite thing to do i.e type of task or role at techish uh and at your jobs pocket hustle crew and what is your least favorite you go first abba <laughs> why are you always making me go like... first man why are you always making me go right, first? Do, you want, do you want me to i'll go first i'll go first okay yeah, my favorite thing to do is to cash in the checks that we make. I'm joking. I'm like, no, no, favorite thing to do. I think in the bank. favorite thing to do is probably stuff like recording the podcast is fun. Um, obviously getting feedback from people that enjoy, you know, pocket and, and whatever. Or when, when someone emails me and says they've got a job from, you know, our platform that always, I always get really excited by that. Um, least favorite thing to do is probably, I don't necessarily love sales. Like I hate the process of chasing people up and, you know, sending invoice. Yeah. Like I, I hate that little, that process specifically is really, I find it really boring. Um, uh, yeah, that's about it. That's, those are, those are my like two, that's my least favorite thing to do. And that's my most favorite thing to do. What about yourself, Apple? So, um, my favorite thing to do for Techish is also recording the show just cause it's, it's so fun. Um, I love chatting about this stuff. And then my second favorite thing is when you all use hashtag Techish to talk back to us. Cause I love that too. And then my least favorite part of the show, do you know what my least favorite part of the show is? I feel so bad saying this, but it's like when people suggest guests for the show, because I never know how to reply to them because right. we make very data-driven decisions and the data has showed us that episodes with guests don't get as much engagement as ones with guests, right? And even though we always say that, um, it's because you guys love us so much. We're so grateful. But um, even still, of course, people are always like, hey, I've got this great idea, great pitch for a show. And I just feel so bad being like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, no. <laughs> so that's, yeah. my, that's my least favorite bit, saying no to people. I'm very bad at saying no, sadly. All right, cool. Question number two. I think this one is targeted at you specifically. Ooh, I'm special. Okay. So how do you arrange your time off during the week? Do you take a full weekend off or just a day off? What do you do to relax and recharge? And how do you use this time to zoom out from your day-to-day business concerns and think more strategically? That's a lot of questions. That's, a, that's, <laughs> that's, that's like, like five, five questions, questions in one. Five questions in one. All right, cool. Less specific. Okay, so how do you arrange your time and how do you relax and recharge? So I I think about this a lot because I love reading like productivity books and productivity hacks and all this kind of stuff. And then I just start to realize how ad hoc uh, my own life is and my approach to mm. discipline is. Um, so for me, I mean, come on, lockdown life is weird, right? Like I can't really distinguish between weekends and, and weekdays anymore, except I wake up a lot later on some part of them. Um, mm-hmm. But I think for me, it's just about, um, you know, I would say like my weekdays are very scheduled, like my weekdays mm-hmm. are very scheduled. So I, I block out time to like, to do work, to write, to pitch, whatever I need to do. Uh, And then on my weekends, my time is like way less structured. If I feel like doing work, like writing or emails or whatever, I will do it. But 
that would only be if I like have finished doing other things that I felt were more important for the time. So, you know, that just works for me. I don't I really have any issues with that. Um, and then in terms of um, how I find time for strategic stuff, I think for me, just making sure that I'm actually doing lots of things that are not work related. So I was just talking to Michael about this before we recorded. I spend a lot of time reading uh, fiction mm-hmm. um, or like sitting in my garden or painting or whatever. And I feel that on a subconscious level, your brain is always turning over ideas and connecting the dots. And so for me, that big picture thinking actually comes like when I'm not doing work and like somewhere in my brain, some synapses kind of go off and I'm like, oh, that's quite a good idea. Let me write that down. Also, always have a notebook or like somewhere you can write things down in. Um, what was the other one? <laughs> I can't even remember now. Uh, I think you pretty much covered okay, it. Like, great. how do you relax and recharge? And like, how do you sp- allocate your time? Oh, yeah. And then relax and recharge. I mean, um, for me, I just, um, I feel like I'm so freaking ordinary. Like, you know, when people are just like, oh my God, I want to know like what Bill Gates does to stay productive. Like, I just don't think like uh, learning about the habits of other people will necessarily make you better. And I think for me, how I rest and recharge is very personal to me and what I like to do. So it can be so many different things. Like if I haven't been outside, I need to go outside. If I haven't exercised, I need to work out. If I haven't read, then I need to do some reading. So there are just certain things that really help me like recharge my batteries. And they're just things that personally fulfill me and make me feel really good. But you know, they might not work for you because you're a different person. (laughs) Yeah. I think there's an element of full by randomness, like in a lot of stuff. So full by randomness was a book by Taleb and essentially. Oh my um, God, you're bro. It's like. You're bromance. Yeah, I'm a bro. (laughs) My bromance. What do you call it? It's like, so for example, at my previous startup, they would be like, we're going to do stand up meetings because they do that at Google. But like, that actually isn't why Google was successful. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So, so, so sometimes asking, like, asking for these tips and tricks about how do we do this, how do we do that, that's probably not the secret sauce. Like, and you should just do whatever works for you. I love that. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's like it doesn't actually what we do in the, in those kind of small, small things probably doesn't have any material impact on the large scale. It just works fast, but it might not work for you. And I want to so don't get uh, too caught up in like yeah. Bill Gates does this, so I have to do that. Like, no, not necessarily. I would also say that like if I look at my most productive days they're quite different. So that to me suggests that like, sometimes I thrive when I break my routine. Like sometimes my most productive days have been days where I've like woken up, made a cup of tea and gone straight to the laptop and just done like three hours flow state energy, boom. But other times my most productive days have been like when I messed around for ages, like spoke to friends, Mm. did a bit of this, did a bit of that. And then suddenly at four o'clock, like a bit of work anxiety hit me and I was like, wow, let's just go for this. And then all of the things that happened to me earlier in the day, spark all these amazing ideas and then just like boom 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 but i definitely yeah i you know again so i i can't put a template to that but when the flow state of energy hits you like when you get into that deep focus vibe do not interrupt it just keep running Mm. forward because i think so many times we're like like in a being like a flow state of like just really like in the zone getting stuff done and then like i don't know our phone will go off or whatever like when that happens to me i'm just like do not disturb mode because i'm gonna run for this because like suddenly you have like super productive stretch of a few hours even more productive than the day before do you know what i mean Mm. so yeah don't underestimate those uh in the zone moments and how you can make the most of them this episode is sponsored by the climate service they are hiring for a vp of engineering the climate service provides climate analytics to help the world's governments companies and financial institutions measure and manage the financial risk from climate change The VP of Engineering will work closely with the CEO and the leadership team. You will grow and manage the engineering team, 
plan and manage the build of all product features and be responsible for the internal IT infrastructure of the company. The role is currently remote, but will be based in Durham, North Carolina, post-lockdown. Link in the show notes. Be sure to apply before May 8th, 2020. That's May 8th, 2020. So this is a little exclusive section for our Patreon fans. Thank you for supporting us. Patreon, you guys are the best. We love you so much. Spread the word. Um, So yeah, I've been thinking a lot about how do we as individuals and business owners and executives, whatever, make sure that we're not caught so unawares during the next pandemic, recession, depression, whatever, whatever. Like I've been thinking a lot about, you know, a lot of this stuff was so cliche to me, like multiple sources of income, like, because it's so caught up in the kind of smarmy kind of like ebook, like, you know, Tim Ferriss type world, but it actually really is true. Like how, what other things can we do really to kind of prepare ourselves for this kind of world? Or is there nothing we can do beyond like, yeah, multiple sources of income? Like, what do you think? I think that like, I would maybe just from like my perspective, start with the internal things. So I think Mm. what we're going to realize now in these like times of extended uncertainty and like living with like prolonged uncertainty, prolonged anxiety is that people who are not investing in themselves as far as their well-being, mm. as far as their like physical health, their mental health are going to find it really, really difficult now because we are disrupted. We are sort of adjusting to a new routine, if at all we had a routine before. Um, mm. So I think like that first piece of like how we can prepare for like a future crazy event like this is making sure that we are taking the time to invest in ourselves. I still feel that like particularly for like our communities, whether that's like black and brown communities, there is still like a lot of stigma around investing in therapy, investing in counseling, investing in coaching or anything like that. Um, And I think that does us such a disservice because, you know, it's, it's, it, it's in the data. Like we know that uncertainty breeds stress, breeds anxiety, at a more acute level than like just standard daily work stress. So I feel like if we're in a position where we as individuals have not learned effective strategies for dealing with our stress and anxiety, then that is the first place I would suggest people start. And it's so different for all of us. It's so different for all of us. Some people like, you know, they swim every morning, they run every morning, they walk their dog, they read their book, they cook, whatever it is. But there's still so many people out there. And I mean, grown ass adults out there that still, if you confronted them and were like, what do you do to manage your stress? Would come up with an with a answer that probably is like not sustainable in the long run. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, mm, I'll just like crack a beer. Or, like, <laughs> I'll just roll a joint, like blah. And it's like, you know, you yeah. kind of need a bit more than that. So, right. yeah, I, I would say that's definitely like the first thing that I, I would be thinking about. And then like, you kind of touched on it a little bit too. Um, but it's just almost a, adopting a stoic mindset, just acknowledging that there are only so many things that you can control. And if there are things beyond their, beyond your control, is it worth you giving energy to them? Earlier today, I was thinking of how Mark Manson in his book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, talks about how on any given day, you have a finite amount of fucks to give. So choose yeah. carefully what you give a fuck about. And I think that again, is like another really important thing. Like, why don't we use this time to like nurture our stoicism and and really try to like get our brain in that place where we kind of default to that mindset? That that Those are the first two things that, that struck me. What about you? You know, I wasn't even necessarily thinking in terms of mindset stuff. But I think you actually kind of opened a can of worms there. I think it's all like bloody smart shit, to be honest. I was thinking more 
in terms of like career wise, financially wise. But then at the same time, it's like there's only so much that can be done if you are coming from, you know, you know, not so much privileged financially. There's obviously going to be only so much you can do. But things I would say is number one on the mindset thing diversification is key but also so diversifying your identity so like if your career does go like tits up basically you can kind of say that's not all i was that's not all i am i'm a painter i'm a reader i'm a family person i play sports whatever whatever so you're not completely just like mentally collapsed at the sheer idea that your career has has gone sideways um financially multiple sources of income if you can you know Abba, obviously you've got hustle crew you've got the podcast and you had a day job so it's made things a bit easier i'm guessing right this whole situation totally um and yeah just yeah, beyond that there's really so much that one can do and i think i'm gonna have to think about it for a while because the next you know pandemic or you know depression may be around the corner so yeah. who the hell knows it's one of those and this isn't fully played out it, 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 what, <laughs> one of the things i was gonna say as well is that like I don't necessarily know if it's helpful to be the person that's like, oh, I knew the recession was coming. It's always going to come. Because I like, I, I know some people in my network for the last eight years, they've been like, oh, recession's coming, recession is coming, recession's coming. And it's just like, on the one hand, understand that change is inevitable and uncertainty mm. is prevalent. But I feel that it shouldn't necessarily be the thing that you obsess about and anchor over. I'm kind of reflecting on a past episode where we saw that research around people who believe they're lucky do better and how some companies mm-hmm. even ask you know as amazon jeff bezos asked do you think you're a lucky person mm-hmm. and i feel that a lot of people immediately assume that oh if you're stoic or like if you're you know if you're assuming bad things are going to happen that you have to be a negative person like a glass half empty person but i don't think that at all because i think of myself and like i actually think i'm like a really positive person maybe like sometimes annoyingly so naively so But at the same time, you know, as someone that's been through a lot of ups and downs, I also just don't get complacent. You know, when things are going Mm. well, I'm like, it's not going to (laughs) last. But it makes me feel very positive and happy when, you know, when things are going well. And even when they aren't going well, I still will find things to be positive and happy about. So I guess like the thing I want to take away from that is like, even while you're expecting uncertainty and dealing with change, try to cultivate the habit of like finding the things you're grateful for and finding the things that you can be positive about, because I think that is a, a source of strength in times of uncertainty. Well, that's it for this mini episode of Techish. Just to let you know, new Techish Live is going down on May 28th. In partnership with Facebook, join Michael and Abadesi on May 28th for a free virtual event where they will be chopping it up with WhatsApp engineer Wayne Jackson. They'll talk breaking in as a software engineer, leveling up, life as a black engineer, and building features at WhatsApp. RSVP to apply. The link is in the show notes. Remember, Michael and Abba will be back next week for your regular show. Remember to review this podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening on and to support on Patreon. That's at patreon.com slash techish.